This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. Ladies and gentlemen, and a very well welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and uh, I might sound a little bit different this evening because I am talking into Do- Donald Trump's hair, apparently. Um, we'll tweet the picture, you'll see. Um, we're actually recording this evening from the new Wednesday Tap, um, the, the, the club's new pub. Tagline, you can have that for free, Wednesday, honestly professional um yes we are cheating on our mistress this evening um of course the uh, the riverside cafe is our utter darling and we are wedded to them thoroughly but they're not open at the moment so uh, we're popped in just for a little look-see and joining me for that little look-see first of all we have mr marriott's jamesy how been how are you this is really weird this is really weird i'm looking at you we're actually sat next to each other i don't <laughs> i mean strange. i'm sure most listeners realize this that you know, when we do this every week, we do it via an internet connection. We're all sat in our respective cellars and attics. Uh, Fit can see the uh, north stand. <laughs> north stand for me. And this is the first time we've ever actually was all sat round the same table. Like I can actually see your faces. I don't like it. It's really weird. It's weird. Really. At least weird. not in the bath this week. I've had That's to get. I've had to get so dressed so and everything. We've all, <laughs> <laughs> we've all at some point done it naked. Let's <laughs> let's not lie. <laughs> and of course, Victoria's here, my darling. How this for you? Good evening, my lord. <laughs> it feels really odd, I can't say it to your face. I expected a curtsy in person. Uh, well, yeah. well, I was in a rush, I was um, Yeah, hi. It's, it's just really, really weird. It's so strange. Like, we'll talk in the pub normally, but now we're talking in the pub with, like you said, a giant grey fluffy microphone in front of us. And I feel like I have to lean funny and talk into it. It's very, very odd. The mic does look really funny, and there is there's a reason why. Because I mean, the mic is quite big. I ordered this mic so we could we could do this recording tonight, and I ordered the white one because I thought it looked brilliant with our blue muff on top. I didn't realise how big the mic was going to be, and the muff doesn't fit. It's not even close to fitting. So I've had to use my. Um, <laughs> so you have muff problems. Yeah, but I've, had to, I've had to whap muff. out the, um, the the reserve muff. <laughs> yeah. It's the Don muff. It needs a bit of yeah. It's more a Don Don King, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit Don King. Yeah. And of course, have you heard Mr. Dickie Owl is here as well, Dickie? How Good evening, yeah. It's, it is rather weird, just weird. seeing you while I'm doing it, yeah. rather than, you know, just being sat in my pants at home. Actually, 
looking at Dickie in person, I'm uh, rocking yeah, this all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing now, but I am rodding him. Do we use that? We can't see each other whilst we're doing it, can we? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, uh, obviously we're winning the tap. It's, it's very, very nice, actually, isn't it, boys and girls? It's, it's, it's unusually rustic and <coughs> not what I expected, if I was. Usually when you see these fancy new gastro pubs and all this kind of thing, it, you lose that bit of comfort, mm. if you like. It's rather straight lines and things but this is lovely it really is I'm sure everyone's seen the pictures on Twitter and things yeah. it's just fantastic I'm really impressed for anyone that, that doesn't know it's what used to be the Sheridan suite and before I came after the game on Saturday uh, and the last time before then that I was in this room was a birthday due about two years ago and it was you know typical of a kind of a function room in a football club that was a little bit run down the pictures on the wall were just of like random scenes and you know, it wasn't it wasn't anything particularly special at all. It just felt like you were in a bit of a function room. Um, whereas now it's well on its way, isn't it, to becoming something really, really nice. Some really nice tables and chairs and stuff, and the big barrels near the bar. Uh, and you know, for me, I judge any pub on the strength or otherwise of its beer selection. Mm -hmm. And it is a Thornbridge pub, and it has top-notch beer on, including some kind of stout that I'm drinking tonight, which I've never had before. So it's one of the few occasions where I get to try Thornbridge beer I've not had before. So um, yeah, I'm I'm impressed with this. I think as well, like for, for people like me and like Rich now who live nearby, it's quite nice to have another option of a pub. Like we've got the Riverside Cafe on a weekend, but midweek your only other option really is going up to the Park Hotel or walking for miles to the New yeah. Barrett Tavern. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't get a taxi to the New Barrett Tavern because that's just lazy. You don't want to walk 20 minutes for one. <laughs> I would, I would. You know, you've got that extra, like. Yeah, but even from the ground here, I'd still get it. It's a hell of a walk. But <laughs> now we've got somewhere that we can come Staggering like, out seven days a week. You can stay in the attic. <laughs> I might take your point. <laughs> can you, you can see, see the. So, uh, oh, you can, yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's lovely. Uh, we were just speaking to uh, Mr. Cox, um, Richard. Rob, Rob Cox. Rob Cox, fantastic. Uh, head chef at Sheffield Wednesday, who's uh, sort of pulled all this together. Um, hopefully, we'll get a proper chat with them and get them on the podcast. But uh, obviously, it's been a collaboration with Thornbridge, and even some of the furniture's come from Thornbridge. We've got some barrels out that have been turned into tables, which are Thornbridge barrels and, and all sorts of things. There's some brilliant artwork on the wall. We've got uh, Mr. McKee's artwork up there. And of course, there is a, a real dream scene, not a print, a real dream scene up in here as well. So you can Where's yeah. that? Um, <laughs> gone. Hold on. Oh, I, 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 I sat underneath that for an hour and a half on Saturday. <laughs> you didn't even see it. Did you, did you realise I was sat across from you as well? Were you there on Saturday? Yes, I was sat across from you. Are you yeah. shitting me? Yeah, I'm Were not you shitting there on Saturday? I'm really well sat across from you. I knew you didn't realise. And that was me. I was sitting at Sky TV on Saturday. That's pretty impressive. We can. Well, I can't see it. Because um, it's behind a pillar, but we can watch the match while we're doing this. Yes, that's true. It is behind a pillar. You have sat in the exact wrong wrong. Yeah, um, I'm sat as here, so we can't <laughs> and the other thing, the other thing that used to be my complaint whenever about I came to like a function or anything in here uh, was the fact that you just don't get mobile reception, but they do now have free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. Free yeah, so it's all good. Thank that you, actually Richard works. Ford. Yes. So you're right. There isn't mobile signal, but it's Wi-Fi. So you're all right. Jobs are good. All yep. happy. And if you sit above here in the actual ground. Can pick up the free Wi-Fi as well. Fantastic. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. I need to move six. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Uh, right, so yes, uh, this is our venue, so if we do sound a little bit odd, uh, this is the reason why. However, we do need to have a little chat about some football as well, Legends, and I must admit to probably feeling rather odd doing this in Hillsborough, just in case I say something 
Negative, shall we say? I'm no, going to feel we do. Negative. And if you start talking nice things about New York, you're not going to have you. No, I'm going to throw a chair at you here. Absolutely. It's bench. Jesus, Jesus, first podcast like a, scrap. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually something as well. We're all sat on like a little church pew each, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, That's quite York. cute. It really is nice. Very, very rustic. Um, so, I, I, I don't say any of this now because I've got a feeling that um, maybe there are some <laughs> club lackeys ready to jump on us if we start saying bad things. But... Let's start the the, um, the the whole game, ladies and gents. Obviously, we uh, it's sort of old Hall one, didn't we? Because of that situation. But the whole team is a different team to that team, whereas our team is pretty much the same. There were cries for a much more flowing attacking type of football, and we did maybe start a little bit flowing attacking. But it soon dropped well, off. Which game were you watching? I think sort of like the first ten minutes kind of looked like yeah. it, it might be about to happen for us, but it just didn't last long, and it was yeah. The following seven was were kind of yeah, yeah. I, I kind of same old story, wasn't it? Like defensive lapses, not taking chances, and um, uh, yeah. It was nice to have some chances. Let's be honest. It was yeah. nice to see that first shot on target when yeah, actually everybody like, yeah. celebrated. Wow. <laughs> How embarrassing is that, though? For, of the day, yeah. Yeah, for you know, for for a club, for a fan base, for any of us, the fact that you know there were there were people actually up like dancing up and down. I think as well the thing is as well yeah. like if you look at teams below us in the league who haven't who who are really struggling and look at us and think well they're on a seventh game unbeaten like what's wrong with them they're going to be really annoyed at that. It was it was frustrating. I'd. I'd one of my bugbears is leaving Hillsborough early. Um, but I felt like leaving at half time on Saturday it was that bad. And yeah. Riley was trying to convince me to come to the pub. <laughs> that, oh, normally, that normally he's 11. That, and that normally doesn't take any persuading whatsoever. But Saturday it was, yeah, it was touching. And I thought I'd give it a go. And yeah. If you had left at half time, you wouldn't have seen the marvellous, wonderfulness no. of the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, Atenehu, coming on and saving the game. Bleach my eyes and pick them out <laughs> with a blunt knife. <laughs> See, the problem, the problem that we've got here, all joking aside, is, I mean, Dave's, you know, he's playing well at the moment. He's doing well. Uh, and that's because we're kind of back to playing the same kind of football that we were when he was like our first choice striker. Yeah. We're just kind of lumping it forward and he's, he's you know, he's, he's loving it. And let's, I mean, I must you know, admit, the, I... there were there were twenty thirty minutes worth in the second half where we were all right. I don't think we were ever convincing, and I think that we were only as good as Hull were absolutely terrible. I mean, yeah. they were an awful team in that second half. They had absolutely nothing, and I'm not surprised at all that the manager went after the game because they were just they were awful. If we were playing anyone decent that second half, I think they'd have wiped the floor with us. And we didn't deserve anything more than what we got. On no. Friday, on, no, we didn't even really Saturday. deserve no. what we got. Did no, we? Oh. I think, we're I think, in the room. Sorry. You're still miserable. I know. Huh? Yeah. The thing is, as well, I haven't found myself since probably Gary Megson days, probably Stuart Gray days, actually shouting at the centre halves, going, "Just hoof it! Just hoof it! Somebody get it up there!" Because it was going nowhere near anybody, and it, then it wouldn't. It would be passed to Morgan Fox, then it would go back to Juice Van Aken, then it would go to Lubens, then to Westwood, and it's like, "Forgot somebody just kick it up the field!" Especially when you've got Atty on at eight foot. Well, that's what essentially happens. When Atty came on, we reverted to, I don't want to say hoof ball, let's call it Atty ball. Let's call it the Saviour of Sheffield Wednesday football ball. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> because everything, uh, this is the thing with Atty, is somebody has still yet to show me something that he's done wrong. There is nothing. I can show you something in the match. He had a shot. 
at the left hand oh, side of goal. I knew you were going to yeah. pick and up on that one. That was Dave, though. No, that, that, that was, that was, that was Dave. I need to take you back two years to Alpherson, to a pre season friendly. And I was sat there, oh, and the Wednesday yeah. fans on the side of the pitch. And you've like, heard this story before. I said to my mum, like, Rich is going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm going to, absolutely am. So he kicked the ball back towards the bench and hit it 30 yards to the right of the bench. And that was him aiming for the bench. And it was like, everybody around has grown like, wow. I tell you what, Dave's not changing then. Let, let's have a Twitter off, right? I challenge you tomorrow, right? We shall sit down and we shall find videos of things that I've done wrong. You'll just find the good stuff. Right. Exactly, well, you'll well, find the bad stuff, I'll find the good stuff. And I will... <laughs> I've got the time job. Find what, it. what about two minutes into injury time on Saturday when he's got the ball in the corner and all he's got to do, like, he's probably the strongest man on the pitch. All he's got to do is just stand there and not let the ball go out for a goal kick. And what happens, he lets the ball go out for a goal kick, they fire it up the other end. Granted, I think it was offside, but they still scored, and we throw away two points. But you told me that he was at fault for that goal, and actually, I've spoken to a few people, and then your description then, that doesn't mean he was at fault for the goal. There was still, like, nine other men in between that. Deep into injury time, when you're 2-1 up in a game that you don't really deserve to win, and you think, you know, if if there's going to be any luck that goes against us, it's going to be an injury time. Yeah. And he still can't get a shirt in the face. No, but there's an extra five inches on the Oh, no. I love it. My dad said, how come he's got a white trim? I want a white trim on mine. Like, she's not seven foot tall. Because she's got like... a t-shirt underneath. It's like... it's... No, it's sewn in. Is it sewn in? Is Mr. Wood the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday football club? No. You do have to be the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday football club for that to happen. But you mentioned the things that, yeah, Atty could have held it in the corner. Mr. Reach could have the bottom tackling instead of going Woo! like that. Yeah, well, he actually made enough. that noise. Mr. Palmer, although he did play reasonably well, could have been in position because that chap shouldn't have been sat there on his Todd to, let's face it, near ball into the net, yeah. which I is mean, horrendous. No, no one comes out of it looking great, you're right, but you're not saying that anyone else is the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> no, because it's not just... Yeah, but what, is he, what has he saved us from? He saved points. He saved so far. Oh, no, 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 points this season. We lost two points on... No, no, yeah, he, he saved us one of them. Because yeah. had, had Atty not been there to, to nod that, that wonderful Atty ball ball... So, nob that, did you say? Nod. <laughs> nod. I think you said nod. How long have you been in this fabric? To nod that ball down that to Mr Hooper. <laughs> then it, it wouldn't have been there because we've seen that time and time. And that is what I did as well. He plays stick ball. And yes, you talk, we've, we've spoken about sort of passing it here, passing it there. The, the tiki-taka football that we try to play very well. We've not maybe got the players to play that beautifully. We're not Barcelona, let's face it. Um, but then we can either do that and pass it around a bit and everyone gets frustrated or we can lump it to Atty which ended up happening and suddenly the football got exciting uh, people are scared of the Saviour Sheffield's football club I also um, think that people are more in favour of Atty and don't get me wrong my lord I, it's so weird because you hear know, like, don't get me wrong like, I've always been an Atty fan but I do think no that shit. a lot <laughs> a lot have come out of the woodwork since Mr Clark's scenario because I think a lot of people are very very wary of slating another lumpy like, centre forward mm-hmm. and actually having him come back and go he won't go to the place because he, he's not you know, he won't go there, but he could end up at Rotherham or Doncaster or wherever and end up doing really well. And then there'll be people like us going, See, I told you he was good, just like I do with Leon Clark. And I do I'll think I'll it's changed people. Fair play, he did come in and turn the game on Saturday. Of course, it's the Saviour Shepherd's football. But, <laughs> just a bloody, bloody awful footballer. <laughs> I nearly got my kit on it's, and came on really myself. At it for, for I'm a, as tall as he is. Fudge <laughs> mentioned last week about when, when you watch Yao and his all arms and legs and, and sort of back to the Carlton Palmer situation where big tall players crouch, big tall players aren't very good with the ball at their feet. At it, he's actually better with his ball, the ball at his feet than he is mm. in the air. 
He's a, he's a good footballer. But you know what I've noticed? The last couple of games, he actually has been jumping up and heading yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't mind pointing at my head because people can't see that. Yeah, but we can. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> you can. You can. You can. It's so weird. <laughs> but he has actually, I give him his due, he has got up and headed the ball for the first time in bloody ages when yeah. I thought before he was just rooted to the ground. Well, he set up roads with a header, didn't he? Yeah. That's how he did it. So. And it's not just that. I mean, you look at what, what he does and, and when he does play ball at his feet, he actually attacks from the front as well. Because if you've got at him, Lumbering down. That's what I always do. I always attack from the front. Attack from the front, Richard. <laughs> and that's what I'm quite worried about because we're face to face now. Well. I know. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, for those listening at home, Richard's Phys- just physical like. contact. <laughs> James, um. that's uh, that's sexual assault these days. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that, sorry. Hashtag me too. There'll be some CCTV footage coming out of. There's uh, no cameras. <laughs> But no, I, I, I am getting a little <laughs> bit tired of people slating at it when he has done nothing wrong. But, right, the whole fact that we're having this conversation and it's December 2017 is just depressing as hell. Like, yeah. you know, we, we, we said on numerous occasions last season, at his time's been and gone, you know, we're, we're moving on as a, as a club um, and, you know, we should be uh, aiming for, you know, better players than, um, than what we've got. Um, you know, uh, we find ourselves in a situation now where we've sort of regressed and we've gone backwards, <laughs> and we're now back to talking about Atty being a potential solution. And it's like that just reflects badly on us as a football club that, no. we've, that we've gone back to that point. It doesn't. Not at all. But if you look at Carlos's first season, Carlos's first season, on a bang average player to get his to get his promoted. Carlos's first season, playing bang average football. That's the problem. That's the problem. He's only one in four months. Carlos's first season was the tactics are wrong, the game plan's wrong, and we're we're getting to this point whereby we've got to bring on Atty and play very direct football and there is a time and a place for it and sure maybe actually against Hull it was the only way we were going to get something just because of the, the kind of like you know naff sort of set up to not concede team that they are um, but um, you know we should be able to get the same kind of results out of someone like Fletcher who we all have to concede is a better footballer than Anthony yeah. I mean it's not what's Fletcher done? He just well, well, yeah, I, mean, I can't, seven goals I can't argue with it but that, that, that worries me but then Anthony did that so. in one game <laughs> It's, it's, it's an interesting topic because there's, there's obviously there's, there's pedigree versus form at this point as well. And right now we can't say that Atty's not the form, form player. He's, he's, he's playing well. He's setting up goals. He's done what Atty does. However, he did not win Man of the Month, did he, James? Oh. He didn't win Man of the Month. I no. did vote for him once on mobile and once on the laptop. <gasps> did you and cheat? Once at work. Oh. <laughs> Victoria's a cheat. But so- no, Mr. Bannon claimed that prize, uh, which I think, in fairness, is probably very, very yeah. fair. He was. Again, not the best of a bad bunch because I think he's been a way above average, but that is like comparing the other Spice Girls to Posh Spice, isn't it? It was just, he's been awful. The team's been awful, he's been okay. That's the main thing. I I think he's had a good month, to be fair, Bannon. I think think he's put in some good performance. Posh Dave. Posh Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was applying to people around the corner who were obviously (laughs) clapping their brains. I was going to tell, Right, so. Last little thing on you, I promise, I promise, I promise. We're discussing this earlier on Twitter. Um, chap on Twitter sent us a little message. Jimmy um, on Twitter. So, Carlos's first season, knew who. Um, started 23 games, made 28 sub appearances. That's 51 appearances in Carlos's first season. And we had a wonderful, joyous season. We did, and that we did. got to the break. That, that partnership with Hooper. The thing is, we had to, even if you look at the knockdown on Saturday, and I promise I'll stop talking about this in a minute, look at the knockdown on Saturday. Do you need a little bit of a cushion over that? Excuse me. The knockdown wasn't perfect, right? It went right across the goal. 
But Mr. Hooper is a very, very, very good right, sniffing footballer. Matt Maradona's goal wasn't perfect, was he? And it still went in. Well, that's a point. Even the actual defenders. Are we comparing Mad- yeah. Madonna? Yeah, yeah Madonna, Madonna. Madonna than bloody Maradona. <laughs> Even the actual defenders thought, oh, that's a crap head down. So they just didn't really bother chasing Mr. Hooper. And <laughs> Mr. Hooper, the finish was fantastic because he was going right across goal and it went right back the other way. And because he's such a good striker, then when Atty does these odd things, then Mr. Hooper can make the best of him. It's Hooper's a poacher, isn't he? That's yeah. the thing. And that's, what we, that's what he relied mm. upon with Fletcher as well. And I think Fletcher, I feel sorry for Fletcher because I do think he's been overlooked just for the fact that we paid £10 million for Jordan Rhodes. I think that's the main reason that people want to see something out of Jordan Rhodes. And the fact <laughs> is, it's not coming. But when Fletcher plays, look how many goals he set up. For there's, a re- there's a reason it's not coming from. From, uh, from Roads and it's where we play yeah, we don't play to be strange he also needs to it's put on about two stone and get in the bloody gym because he just scored 20 goals <laughs> I keep saying this I'm bored of saying it but we're not getting the best out of him and yep, can't the them. manager is not getting the we're best out of players we're not playing attacking football for him are we you so look close. at when he, when he played at Huddersfield when he was let's be honest at the top of his game or Blackburn you know that was when he was getting just hoof balls hoof balls into the net yeah. but at the moment he just doesn't seem to have that strength to take them on as well <coughs> He's still low on confidence, isn't he? Anyway, can we move on to slagging someone else off now? Right, right. Marco Rich. Matthias. Oh, sorry. Oh, he what, was what, what was the what point of, of him being on the pitch? What a waste you of might time. as well have drawn a beard on me and yeah. <laughs> painted <laughs> my teeth white. And what, to go with the moustache? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone would have thought. What that moustache? Normally I say that and I'm lying, but I actually have and you can see. Um, but I actually thought he was just... So disappointed. Like, you know, when your mum says, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. And I really thought he was going to come back, this like brand new player. Like, we've said for weeks and weeks and weeks, it's going to be like a brand new player when he like, when he finally gets in the team. And he came on, well, he looked like he'd never seen a football in his life. <laughs> yeah, I think it was that one failed back heel he did, wasn't it? And that was about it. I just, what a waste of 45 minutes. It was just ineffective, wasn't it? Like, his, his movement was uh, predictable, easy to mark. It wasn't. It just. It, it. didn't create anything, and it didn't seem to kind of know how to create anything. Like it was. It was playing obviously along the side of the pitch, close to where I sit, um, and you could kind of see where. Well, that's where he should be making a run. Why is he not doing it? Like mm. it just was. It's as if he'd, he'd forgot how to play. I, I By the way, the other thing as well. The new. Now we've got these new permanent advertising boards. I can no longer see the touchline now because <laughs> they're oh, a bit taller. Boards are so too I, have, I have to kind of try and guess and. The thing is as well though, seeing like this nice little Spanishy, whatever man playing football in midfield, didn't it just make you realise how much we should have fought for Alex Lopez last season? He should not have come back. When we, when you look at that, he's disappeared, mm, yeah. and actually we've got Matthias. I'm gonna be miserable as well. I had to like Lopez either. So. Do you like anybody? Yeah, I do. I, but they've got to put a shift in, and they're not. There's no one at the minute putting a shift in. Except for the saviour of Sheffield. He does occasionally. I mean, I voted for. Uh, uh, what they call him, Portuguese defender for, for uh, <laughs> player of the month. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name because he's all been the Federico team sheet. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one I voted for for my uh, player of the uh, the month. We well, might be seeing him soon because obviously you now we've had the information that Mr. Lee, 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 Tom Lee. I was getting wrong. Uh, he's, he's going to be out. He's, he's having surgery, so he's going to be out for a while now, isn't he? That's another one yeah. on the uh, on the injury bench. So we might actually see the chat. Do you think he was actually? I mean, I thought he had an awful game at Ipswich. Yeah, I think he was actually injured that that night. There was something going on before the game, and that's why he didn't have such a good game. He's having surgery. It sounds like he's played on it for a while, doesn't he? Mm. It's very rare unless you break a bone. 
or snap a ligament or something. It's very rare that you'll be taken off the pitch and go straight for surgery. It's usually something that's been building up that they will normally wait until the next international break or something just to kill a bit of time. But oh, we've seen it with Fessy. Obviously, he was clearly not right for a while before he went. Yeah, and then for many reasons. Obviously, Hutch. But that might be the reason. You don't know. If, if, if we're sort of filling in full of pain-numbing drugs to, to, to let him play, then it's, it's not going to be great. He seems a much happier chap. He's, he's smiley fessy from the photos we've seen. He's Have you seen him dancing with his tennis ball between yeah, his thighs? Lovely. He's sunning it up anywhere, wherever, uh, wherever he's he is. He's in Madrid. He's in Madrid, Madrid because back. every day on his Instagram, I think, is he back yet? Is he back in England? No, he's just in Madrid with his wife and his baby, just going around the Christmas markets, having a like, rap verse the other night. Like, no, get rap out. Rap in Madrid? It's hard life. Well, it's Christmas market, isn't it? Well, in Paella or something, isn't it? Oh, that's, that's, that's xenophobic. They have that on the German Christmas market in Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? So, what do they have? so in Germany, do they have like an English market? No, they have a Spanish one. And what about in Spain? They have bratwurst. They have bratwurst. They have German. So they have German. It's like so a, what do we have then? Well, as is on Fargate, you can judge it for yourself. Must be Manchester, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, in all seriousness, like with injuries, because we obviously got rid of the physiotherapy staff, didn't we, in the summer, and brought in all all new ones because of the fact that they were unhappy about our fitness over the last couple of seasons. And yeah, it's probably been worse this season. We've had more injury yeah. problems. Are we just unlucky, or is there something do, not do right? Know, as long as I can remember, we've had awful luck with injuries. Yeah. I remember going, going back we to donkeys when Alan Smith when Alan Smith was busy. Yeah. I remember at one point, there was every game, I can't remember what season it was, it was in the 80s, every game was somebody coming off in a stretcher and it was, oh, for God's sake. The it thing was is, the at old... Middlewood Road, the, the training ground at Middlewood Road, that's why we've wanted to move so many times as well, is because it is, it's churned up concrete underneath the pitch. It's like, they can only make it as good as possible. Yeah. If it's still on, like, solid concrete, it's not going to help people. How some of these injuries do you think from last season, though? I remember one year, my lord, when um, I was about 18, 19, and um, my ex was in the academy there, and the dome actually blew away while they were all training <laughs> inside yeah, yeah. it, and somebody really damaged their ankle and finished their career. I can't name names, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, which ex was that, Vic? No, uh, Kyle. I'm just Kyle checking. for six years. I know, those, you know. My ankle soon healed, <laughs> and then I just took yeah, up lord instead just of Yeah, you decided to be a lord instead. <laughs> but no, uh, back to the, the whole game. Uh, we have to have some positives about it, don't we? No. We scored twice. We scored two goals. Yeah. Hooper back to four. We had four shots at least on goal. Yeah. We had a referee decision. Oh, go what, our a, way. what an awful referee. What an awful referee. Carl's got sent to the stands, so he might have a touchline ban, and the last time he had a touchline ban, we won both games. My favourite thing when he got sent to the stands <laughs> was that. We're scraping the barrel here, aren't we? We're scraping. See, I don't, don't let him back in. See, I have to be careful at this point as well because I, I, I will always back whoever's in charge, uh-huh. as always, of course. Mm. Um, Carlos did make the change that changed the game by bringing on the Serbia Sheffield Wednesday football club, batting you onto the pitch. I'm currently shaking my head, everybody. Uh, <laughs> just you know. I can yeah. see him doing it. Yeah. He's actually literally got his hand on his face and he's just had enough. In fact, everybody else, people are actually drinking now. Uh, <laughs> even the bar staff are sticking with me say that. Uh, but... Um, it, Carlos made that change and it changed the game and obviously had a rant afterwards as well didn't he? I had oh, team and bloody listen to oh, be honest yeah, yeah. with you. He did yeah, yeah proper had a dummy was proper out. He went off on one didn't he and I just think what, who did he blame this tech? Referee obviously. Was yeah, it fans yeah, again? Yeah. Was it the fans? He said it probably? was a penalty but it wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a penalty. It didn't yeah. hit his rib. And it's players like, like, Mike, it players like Michael Dawson as well nine times out of ten do not give away a penalty that stupid because he's a skilled old school long time professional 
he's not that daft. Mm. Wasn't that ploughed Plessy down last time? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's but that's, yeah. that's old yeah. school Tottenham Hotspur defender, Horrible isn't it? Like, yeah. I, would, I would have Dawson as our centre half, I tell you, all day long. Definitely. All day long. He knows his stuff. Yeah, he gets away with loads of stuff, gets away with handballs. But he's a very clever defender, like a lot of the time Tom Lees can be. When Tom Lees makes some tackles, and you think, if that had been a second earlier or a second later, there'd have been a broken leg there. But he doesn't even have to think about it because it's just ingrained in his blood. That's just what he does. And I do, I must admit, when everyone was calling for it, and I was like, was that Dawson? I just can't see Dawson diving on the floor and saving a ball with his hands. I just can't see him do it. And he didn't. I actually saw he him didn't. do it. Did you? Yeah, did you? absolutely. He, yeah. he did. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm you, a, have you got the same telly as Carlos? I'm the Carlos camp this one. I think that's a blatant handball. <laughs> you was camp as Carlos, did you say? I am as camp as Yeah, that's what it is. And I think that was a blatant handball, and I think he should have been sent off, we should have had a penalty, and just sealed the game there. Simple as that. Five live, and not five live, uh, five. James's programme. Channel 5. Channel 5. Yeah. James's, uh, <laughs> James's oh, I've channel. I've not got my soundboard, I can't James. play it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smart man. They, Anyone do an Irish accent? Yeah. <laughs> they, they ran it um, about three times. Yeah. And the first time, full speed, and it looked like a penalty, no mm-hmm. doubt. And they, they, they posed it right against his ribcage. And the thing is, as no, they said, well, it I have looks to say, like it was against the ex the ex saviour of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, Clinton Morrison, <laughs> yeah. did say that it wasn't a penalty. And I trust Clinton's word. What Clinton says, oh, what Clinton says goes. Clinton said that the whole manager wouldn't get sacked because of that performance, and it did. So Clinton's oh, not always right. Sorry, technically not true. He left by mutual consent. There yeah. is a difference. Yeah, and it was, it was him the same day. He could have walked into the office and had a poo, and you might have sacked him. So it might not have been. I think that's happened. I actually say it could have been that. So I, I assume by this chat that we're having uh, that your football tanks are still as empty as we were last week. Yes, when we yes. I came up with a new word today, which is um, counts. C O U T S, and uh, it's inspired by Brexit, which is um, also something that I'm a tremendously big fan of. Um, and it's um, it's the word that I'm now going to use for people that, uh, such as myself, that are just at the end of the tether now with Carlos. It represents the phrase "Carlos out." I am I am a count. <laughs> You've got to say it carefully. I'm going to say it. Can I, go wrong. Are you, saying, are you definitely saying count? Count. Okay. Carlos. Oh, so see out. See out. I, I was going Carlos out. <laughs> but it's not. Just There's no. Just see out. No. It depends how passionate out. you are about Carlos being out. There might be a problem after it, but Carlos out. You're bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, there has been some positive Wednesday news this week. James, you mentioned last week uh, that Matt's with five T's. Oh, I think it's more than that. It's about seven. Seven T's. Matt, with lots of T's, yes. um, had posted a Just Give page for his young nephew, Jack, um, for a sensory room in, in the house, in the new house he moved into. And it was all going very, very well. And then Mr. Fessy was kind enough to donate yeah. 500 quid. He gave that, didn't he? Just like 10 minutes after I'd given an anonymous 10,000. Like, you absolute bastard. <laughs> oh, well, what's worse, him doing that or you pointing out that you made an anonymous donation? I, I it's not very anonymous it. anymore, is yeah, it? Well, I don't mind. I've just I've got it set like that on just giving it. Because when I used to work for Cavendish and I used to give to other people's things and thought I'd get in trouble. Yeah. Mitchell um, will have to change it for me. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I'd literally just done it and got an email thanking me and then it came up. Everyone going, Fessy's just given 500 pounds. like... I've just not eaten for tonight. <laughs> it's good though, though, when I saw that, I kind of had to look at it twice yeah. and think, does that actually say Fernando Forest? Yeah, I, mean, I think two more players have done it since. I don't George know who Hurst and Jack Stops. Jack Stops. Oh, yeah. um, which is um, brilliant. Oh, we mentioned George Hurst. I wonder if that's the, the final time that he'll be talked about on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> might crop up later. Might crop up later. Uh, but no, it it reminds me though, when um, 
when the coach's wife, when she was really poorly, and you used to go on, and if you go on now and you look at donations and on her page, because I, I, every like she sends out an update like every month, and I always end up going on and giving her some money. But um, if you go on there and you go on highest donations, people like Stephen Fletcher have given a thousand pounds, Ross Wallace thousand pounds, Fessy, I think Fessy gave a thousand pounds a few times over. Yeah. Then there was that random shake that gave ten grand that was just a friend of. Yeah, I do like a random shake. Yeah. <laughs> 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 shake. Just a ten grand uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a random shake. Here's ten thousand pounds. <laughs> well, whatever. Well, Tuesday, Tuesday, ten. To be fair, <laughs> but you know. But it is, that's a nice, that's a nice old school team spirit. <laughs> that when we talked to Lee Peacock and we were talking about like the players actually being friends and having that team spirit behind them. I don't care if it's, you know, even if it's an ego thing and Ross Wallace sees that Fletcher's given a grand and think, oh shit, he's got his name on it. I'd better give a grand. So watch, keep doing it. Let's have it. I'm just looking at the uh, the page now. Uh, up the Jack and Matt with lots of teas are up to uh, two thousand one hundred and five pounds. So um, again, it's lovely. The target is five thousand. So if I'm there already, please do pop up and have a little look, and we'll get that taken care of too. Yeah. Marvellous. Let's pull that and, and fair play to everyone that's donated something because um, you know it's times are hard out there. We're up to Christmas and people haven't got masses and masses of money. So I think it's brilliant. Mm. No, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that anonymous person was at the ten pounds. It can be difficult. We 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 did some anonymising when we did the muff fund, and people popped back and said, "I didn't mean to it anonymously because they wanted to be included in our songs." So, if Matt with Seventies is going to do some uh, some wonderful songs as well, that'd be fantastic. Um, right. So obviously earlier we spoke about injuries, and we've had some injury updates as well, haven't we? So it looks as though. Um, Hopefully for the new year we should have Fessy back, we should have Punch back and Boyd. Back. Just a month of shit to watch in the meantime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woohoo! Are you excited? Woo, woo. Do, you, do you think that will change our season? Because I think when, when Fessy comes back especially, we are going to have the Fessy of old and it, not the Fessy of last few seasons. When yeah. he comes back. I, I, I'm just saying. It, it can't not change that. The, the calibre of players that they are and coming in, coming back in, it can't not. It, it doesn't change and we might as well. Do you know this George now. Boyd thing, right? And I made a right Ooh. twat of myself the other day. Is he going blind, or is no. that just something he's, that Dan Fudge says? He's blind in one eye. He's, is he? He's, he's always blind been blind in one eye. eye. They could be friends. <laughs> Maybe you could, yeah. Just society, Gordon Banks was blind as long as, it's not. as long as you don't approach each other from the wrong <laughs> eye. <laughs> so I'm trying to work like out. You're screwed I'm up. I'm blind in my right eye. So if he's blind in his left eye, we could walk as one. Mm. And the other way as well, couldn't we? And together, you'd be like a complete yeah. footballer. Except I'm deaf in that ear. What? So you'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Gordon Banks, was, he was blind in one eye. He had to give up, didn't he? Because he couldn't judge crosses. You know. That's really impressive, that. Because yeah. there's a lot of things that since I went... Chris like, Wood's going to use that excuse. <laughs> yeah. since, since I lost sight in that eye, there's a lot of things that I can't... I couldn't head a ball now and things like that. And to be able to head a ball and control them, I can see, <laughs> I can see your arm move and I can't see your hand. <laughs> I know what you're doing. But there are a lot of things. So that's really impressive because I said it at the weekend everyone was like he's not going blind it's like Dan Fudge says he's going blind I don't know if he's completely blind in one eye but he's certainly like you know majority yeah. blind George in, if, if you want to meet up at the Hallamshire Eye Clinic I've got an appointment in three months we can be friends it's lovely slightly weird um, <laughs> yeah, I I'm unco- I've been unconvinced about Boyd all season Um uh, and I don't know. My only fear with all this is whether or not there's going to be so much pressure on Forestieri because yeah. we've been so poor without him. Like there was before. When he it got is injured. like we are viewing it, and you know, I know at, at the moment 
Lord H has got a temporary saviour of Sheffield Wednesday. But no, we no, are we are kind of genuinely counting down to him coming back as being the saviour of our season, aren't mm. we? And that's a lot of pressure for someone to handle. And it can be you far know, too he, late. He can well. win games, but we know that he can lose games as well. And if he's got that amount of pressure on his shoulder and maybe he's not going to be 100% when he first comes back, I don't know. I don't know whether or not it's just a bit too much. Right, sorry. Uh, what are you doing, Lord H? I'm just doing a little bit of uh, live tweeting. So if you are on Twitter right now, and just oh. say hello. Hi. Oh, hi. Just where we're at, in the Sheffield Tap. So uh, we're actually recording the podcast. <laughs> the Hillsborough Tap. The Hillsborough Tap. Why do I keep saying The Wednesday oh, Tap. The Wednesday Tap. Wednesday tap. For Christ's sake, oh, one what is there? <laughs> there is a Hillsborough Tap, isn't there? That's yeah. There that is. That's yeah. funny enough, yeah. <laughs> this has not been the best 20 seconds of our podcast, let's be honest. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So we're just going to have a quick look around, just so if you're on Twitter and then you listen to the podcast, you can see what's happening. And this is, is Donald Mike that we spoke about earlier. Look, here he is with his... Uh, his lovely hair, and here's the comparison with Rich and Donald Mike. It's uh, you cheeky, yeah, get, aren't you? Yeah, some, some hair, and there we go. It's fantastic. I can reach you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you are um, watching on uh, on on Twitter right now, just say this is really weird that we're actually in the same room and, and we're in this lovely place. Uh, but yes, and Vic's gonna go to the bar. Hi, Vic's actually G's for the evening, which is fantastic. What would you like? Uh, just uh, you wish she was G's for coke. the evening. Driving. Diet Coke or normal yeah. Coke? Coming on. No, um, right, so uh, hi Twitter, uh, just thought it was hello and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show carry on with Paul yeah. and Donald Mike. Stick it on. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding, or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114 232 6121. Uh, right, then let's, let's uh, crack on, shall we? Uh, so strange saying that with people watching me say it. And Much prefer cracking up, but it's well, I'm usually saluted, so I can salute it. Secluded. I'm only on coke. Saluded. I'm only on coke. I know. I've not even got his meat. Eating some of your homebrew. I'm going to legally drink in the Wednesday tap. Hey. Right, right, that time. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. So let's uh, let's crack. On. It's only written. It's a big everywhere. sign over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> So tonight was the uh, the draw for the FA Cup, ball number 35, and apparently we were pulled out quite late. We were the last ball. <laughs> yeah. The last ball to be pulled out. Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have drawn, is it Gillingham or...? Carlisle. Carlisle. Are we happy with that, or did you want to... Uh, a lovely time? <sighs> These are crappy trips, aren't they? Are they? Boring. Yeah, 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 not... <laughs> banana skin, maybe? I don't know. Carlisle is such a long way away. If it is a banana skin, though, everyone will just say, well, we need to concentrate on the league now. <laughs> no, we do. Um, we do. I'm not going to say that I'm not bothered if we lose, because um, last time I said that, it was the first time that someone listened to the podcast and they switched off after oh, yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> it was entirely my Iles fault. Talk, I got slated on Iles Talk. Heaven forbid. Um, I, bet you, so, I bet you've not slept yeah. well I mean, since, not. have you? Yeah. Arguably, though, like, is the FA Cup now... Probably our best chance of something decent this season. No, we're not going to win not it. Gonna get anywhere, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to win it. Let's be blunt. We might beat Gillingham away. A couple of Premier League. And then we'll go out to Stoke home on a Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, get the kids all giddy about watching us against the Premier League team and again. will be something, you know. Well, when I it was fun. It, it, well, when we played Newcastle, we destroyed Arsenal, didn't we? It was yeah. lovely. Man City away was a hoot as well, wasn't it? There's always some crap that comes out, isn't there? There's always some crap, and we've just got to. I just yeah. Play kids, play kids, play George Hurst. 
When we played City oh. and the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday football club, I knew who scored did, that goal. He did, yes. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, there's a chance that we could get something decent in the fourth round. I've already booked to go away fourth round weekend, so I'd miss it if we did. So, um, <laughs> in that case, I hope that we get knocked out by either uh, Chillingham or Carlisle. Oh, that's another... We just lost 40 <laughs> listeners, then, Jay. We just, we yeah. just dropped <laughs> off. Well, personally, I still believe in the magic of the cup. And looking at Richard's face, it just... <laughs> the magic's just not hitting me at the minute, I'll be honest, you know, in general. We're getting a couple of bites and the magic will be there. Uh, but no, I, we, we would like to hear your views on the, the magic of the cup, if you would like to, or would like, maybe we should put a poll out about the cup. I'm sure there's probably one there. Yeah, it's an emotive one, isn't it? It gets people going. Because I really I couldn't like be it when last few a part-time seasons. Time postman and then they're playing against Man City yeah, or something. Yeah, I think that was really yeah. exciting, but this, like, for us, it's like, oh, there's George Hurst, or there's, there's George Boyd and he's blinding one eye. That doesn't mean it's not like a postman, is it? Well, it might be, you never no. know. We've got to be doing something while he's off. I don't know what. Yeah. Does, does he get stacked with stick pay? Or? If you only do one side of the street, can't <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say that? Probably not. Probably not. Are you turning to fudge, Jay? Yeah, it seems you're blindest to you. <laughs> all, all, in, uh, all in good humour. <laughs> no, I, I love the cup and I would love to do well in it, but not at the detriment of uh, obviously the, the league. I do think we need to concentrate on that as best we can. It may not see the kids do well. The no, no, we're not going to do well, are we? We'll win one or two games, then we'll drop out anyway, and everyone will said, oh, well, if you'd have concentrated well, on the league. Well, if you're going to take an attitude like that. Well, it's true. That's another 40 listeners just gone because of you, well, Victoria. I don't care. There's an advert for Virginial Dryness just come on the TV. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I've never heard of that before. Yeah, another reason to come Vagisan to the Wednesday Moist tap. Cream. <laughs> Oh, get it from boots, apparently. <laughs> no, I thought to be less So, boots. if anybody needs any, you know, I know where boots. I'm going after we finish this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we, we mentioned the kids in the FA Cup. We, we, we have had some news now about Mr. Hurst, or we've had one side of the story about Mr. Hurst. We've been purposely avoiding the subject because A, Jay hates it. Well, I do and I don't. I, I've been in this slightly weird position whereby I was at the last steering group meeting where. Um, the, the chairman kind of told us the story of what had happened, but he told us it in a kind of a third-party way so that he wasn't actually he wasn't like naming, him, naming he? anyone. Yeah. He was talking about his friend in Thailand who runs a football club and a player that they've got. And it was quite obvious that he actually just he was just wanting to, to, to tell us. Um, but he kind of felt like he couldn't do. And he also, obviously, you know, he wanted it to stay within the room. And I think that... For, for all of us, it was like not, not, none of the people in that room wanted to be the one that kind of you know betrayed that that trust and that that confidence. Um, so that's why I've just not really wanted to talk too much about it because it's kind of like when when you do hear it, because I think you know as much as and I think today the way the fans have reacted to it in in terms of you know backing the chairman and saying they think he's done the right thing, I think it's been really really good. Uh, and I wasn't really sure how the fan base would react to it, but it's just one of those situations, isn't it, where no one comes out of this looking good, really. Mm. You know, this is this is a, a really crap situation where you've got a young lad who's obviously good at football and wants to play football, and he's not playing football. And there's no there's no one that can take anything positive from it at all. It's just a right old stinking mess. There's a, there's a friend of mine that says there's always three sides to every story. What both sides and then the actual truth yeah. as well in there. And I don't think we'll ever find it out. It is what it is, but it's, yeah, it's massive disappointment. It disapp- in 30 years' time. It's disappointing. Um, I'm just trying to think. I was told something recently by an ex-Wednesday player um, who said, 
the thing about George Hurst now is he's always going to have his dad with him, and that's what clubs are going to look at. Uh, and he, his advice to David Hurst was to just leave him to be what he is, but that's clearly not happening. So, you know, well, that's the thing. Which is a bit clear. So, dad. just to clear this up for, for people that may have not, because this has obviously just come out on Mr. Chan Series final, ask the chairman. Part 13, I Part think. 13, <laughs> yeah. He saved, he saved it till last, didn't he? Looking for George. <laughs> it was like the EastEnders moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially what's been said there is the club tried to, to work out a deal that yep. was rebuffed. Um, that deal was rebuffed. Um, I like the word rebuff. I'm trying to be polite here because I'm still a massive George Hurst fan and don't get me wrong, I don't think any of this is, is young Mr Hurst's fault. He has advisors. I'm sure the largest not to play football. So that was rebuffed. Um, the there were offers for him um, that came in after that. So was it possible that the the club that made these offers were speaking to your church without the club's permission or speaking to his advisors without permission? Of course, it's just one side of the story, of course. And then after that, another offer was made, um, which was again rebuffed. And now it's got to the point where the club are trying to speak to. George's advisors, yeah. and now they're just refusing to get back in contact. So again, that's one side of the story, but it's the only one we've got. Yeah. So unless other people are going to come out and say, no, this happened, I'm going to go with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, the the only thing I'd say in addition to that, uh, of you know the way it's kind of broke today, and um, like I say, I think the fact that the fans have kind of reacted in the way they have, I think, has been positive for us as a football club because. You know, recently it kind of feels like anything that either Mr. Chancery or Carlos says that people are just going to argue with them. Um, the only thing I've not liked seeing is people really kicking off at, at, at George Hurst himself. No. Uh, and some of the stuff that's been said on Twitter today, I think, has just been disgusting because this is just a lad that you know, he's a young lad. He's what is he, 18, 19 now, something like that? Yeah, maybe pushing um, 20. I think yeah. You know, he's surrounded by people that are throwing advice at him, well, they're deciding not necessarily with him, his they? best interests yeah. at, at heart. But you know, with their own interest to protect as well, um, and you know, I don't think that any of this is his fault. And I think it's uh, it's a bit it's a bit rough on fans that have been you know giving him some serious abuse and it, calling him out. It's just disappointing. It's turning out. It's, it's all about money. It should be about football. I think it's, it? no, you're absolutely right. And that's, that sums it up. That it's very it up. disappointing as well to be a 20-year-old lad like if any of us had been given the opportunity to play for Sheffield Wednesday for a five or a week. Let's be honest, we all would have done it. Yeah. It must be so disappointing for a young lad on that night that he'll have probably come home and gone so let's say make up a name Michael his agent <laughs> Michael <laughs> and Michael so Michael have I got a contract and him going well no and we couldn't really agree anything so I'm afraid you can't play for the next year now as a 20 year old kid you've probably if you're as good as this A is and you're a striker and you can possibly drop back to midfield or onto the wing you've probably got 15 years in you at a good level but also you could go out and break your leg next Thursday yeah. And if he's just going to, you know, if that's what he's going to do, he's just going to sit and fester as a, as a young lad. You've also got to be, I hope he's got the right people around him, not in his business interest, but also in his personal interest, because it can be a very lonely, boring place to be a footballer that's not playing football. And I just hope that he's looked after properly. Yeah. If, if this wasn't George Hurst, if this was another player... That, that wasn't. But it no, is. It wouldn't it? It? We but wouldn't it is. Even yeah, know much it is. It's I mean, we, we, the, we, former, the former saviour of Sheffield Wednesday football club, <laughs> <and> his father. <laughs> but he actually—that's what you call a saviour, yeah. not this shite that you're on about. <laughs> um, if, it, if it wasn't Ernest's lad, maybe it wouldn't be as emotive. If it was Jack Stobbs, nobody'd even 
be listening, would they, really? And yeah. don't get me wrong, he's doing well. But it's it's the name. And it's the fact that so much pressure was piled on him because his surname begins with an H and ends in Hurst. That's like the whole point. Hurst? Yeah. Is that you or an I? We've seen what happens. You in a minute. When, like, like Hillsborough starts with an H and ends in Hillsborough, according to this uh, receipt. When, when there was the, the Fessy negotiations happening, people were on the side of the club, not the side of the player. And obviously Fessy got dog's abuse. And... But, on the other hand, for that, Fessy had proved that he was probably our best player. Mm. He'd proved that, and then we brought in two players on double his money, or triple, I think one of them was, and he wanted the same. And I think, as fans, people kind of went, do you know what, you'd probably say the same. If you if we did the same admin job in an office, and you came in one day and earned 90 grand a year, and I earned 30, I'd be fuming. So we could kind of understand it from that side, but Hurst hasn't... All right, he's played in the youth team, he's played for England, he's done that, but he's not actually proved himself as a Sheffield Wednesday player. I've not seen him, and I've got some reserve games or whatever. Well, live next door. Fessy's won games for us, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's he's won points that have counted towards our league position. George Hurst is clearly a talent, but um, it's unproven. And that's a difficult thing when it comes to negotiations. as, as Mr. Chancery said, he was prepared to make him our highest ever paid youth player yeah. or, or academy player. Which is player, good money as well. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, good yeah, money, yeah, that. Yeah, any, some any of those are on jump at it, you know, ten times what we're, we're on. We're talking right. I bet it, and I bet it's something ridiculous between what they, they purported, what he's supposed to have wanted mm. and what he had actually offered. I bet it's something, I bet it's minuscule. It used to be, if you got your first pro contract, I think Jamesy told us it was about 200 quid a week, something like that. But now it's ten times that. We're talking quite a bit more than that, aren't we, in this? Two grand a week as an 18-year-old living in Sheffield, you'd be buzzing. I'd be buzzing. What the the chairman said at the steering group was that it would have meant that he was on more than some Mm. first-team players in in the squad. Uh, and that's a hell of a statement, isn't it? Then you, know, you you think at work it'd be very very difficult to manage somebody who earned a lot more money than you. It's a lot more difficult, and it, I'm not materialistic in any way with money and stuff. Um, well, I'm, I'm obviously not. So I gave my ten pound donation. You know. uh, I, don't, I just don't like to mention it. Um, I just spent on beer. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I would find it very very difficult if somebody who was meant to report into me or be junior to me at work and five times my salary it's very very strange like how would you be even able to tell him off there is the flip side out as well is that when mr hurst does go away with england and he's got players that play for yeah. united city and they will be on well they'll be on 30 grand a week some money so yes while he's, he's at the club fantastic player. as soon as he goes away with england he could be perceived as a pauper and that's one thing that we've said before as well about you know sheffield as a city what can we offer a kid if we offer say uh, Fernando Forestieri for example coming in what can we offer him apart from 30 grand a week reportedly as opposed to what someone in London can offer him at 30 grand a week where he's next to an airport and he's got all these opportunities and he's in the capital city and it you know and that's one thing that we do need to sort of try and balance out I don't agree with making we've got Spearman Rhino we've got Spearman Rhino we've got players 18 and we've got a Viper Rooms, which we've is got, where Jamie Vardy met his wife. Yeah. Just can't fly anywhere. We've got an airport, you can just get a helicopter to yeah. Doncaster. Um, but the thing is, like with things like that, I think, yes, I think Chancery's done exactly the right thing this time, and 100%, but I do think in future it's something that we should learn from because we don't have those extra attractions. Like We all love Sheffield, we're born and bred here, we adore it. 
but if you were coming in and someone in Manchester or Liverpool or Leeds, Bradford offered you the same and you were a foreign player or you were wanting to go away or you were wanting those opportunities, you'd be more likely to go there for the same amount of money. So we've got to offer something a bit different and not just a flat up at Middlewood Hospital. If I'm playing football for a living, and again, this, it might be that George yeah. is sat there now saying, chuff me, just let me play football. Because there is there are studies done that say when you monetize it to that extent, players become worse because they just care about the money. Mm. You, you need to love the game. We spoke about it last week, the, the art of the game rather than the... the, the but the, the point is he'll probably get a club that he can play football at, probably top of the championship or bottom of the Premier League, whatever, and earn the money that his agents wanted him to earn. So it's that's well, the sad fact yeah. that's going to happen. Possibly. The, the other thing really is like, He's going to go pretty much a full year without playing football. Yeah. At this stage of his career, how damaging can that be? To yeah. You know, you do your learning in your late teens, early twenties, really. Strike, you know, yeah. we've all acknowledged the fact that, like, you know, 24, 25 is when you kind of at your prime as a as an attacking player because you've got the intelligence to go with your actual natural talent. Um, what are you laughing at? Intelligence. Intelligence. <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> my intelligence. Tragedy dance. Just pointing to my temples uh, yeah, as I said it. Um, Just all step style. Yeah, and you know, if if he doesn't do that that learning at the right age, he might never really realise the potential that he could do. Mm. I think he's he's been shafted in a few directions right. without yeah. any say in it whatsoever. And I, I probably agree with that. I might be completely wrong. He might be sat there now on a bed of fifties, going, "I don't give a shit. At least I'm getting paid." I very very much doubt it because knowing his dad as well, his dad's not. You know, his dad's a Sheffield bloke at the end of the day and he, you know, he worked hard for his money he still lives on bloody 20 well lane so he'll never sell that out <laughs> <laughs> it's been on for sale for about 20 years um, but I, th I just can't see it I can't see him being laid there fanning himself with a £20 note and going it's all great I think he'll be frustrated I'd use a 50 <laughs> the worst thing that I, I wouldn't want to happen boy. is the, the actual um, for the for the Hurst name to become besmirched at, under Sheffield Wednesday Football Club and to us fans, because I think that happened though, didn't it? Unfortunately, you just watch the videos. It, it gets my Hurst yeah. juices flowing again. I've got nothing does. against Guy. I think he's doing what Rich would do for his two boys. Well, he takes him to the pub, so they, they take me to the pub too fair. Well, and take me home from it as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Richard's got to think about his two sons and what nursing home he wants and whatever else. So yeah. you, you're which one's going to work my backside? And everything, yeah. You've also got to think about Hursty's career. And I'm not saying Hursty has any point in, part in this because I don't know. I really don't. All I know is obviously he left the club when this happened. But if you look at his career and he didn't end up going to Manchester United because of what happened at Hillsborough and he missed a few opportunities in his career when he was watching the likes of Waddle go to Marseille and he was watching people do these big things that maybe he's actually going, do you know what son, don't stick it out here, like there are bigger and better things. He did do bad He's probably just it's being a dad, right? and it's weird to think of that with Hurstie. It is kind of reality now as well isn't it, it's like there isn't a way back. There's no, you know, if they're, if they're not even like returning each other's calls and stuff now, it's it's at the point of just no return. Um, so we've just got to kind of accept it now, haven't we? And just, you know, I think I think the fact that at least fans can see the club side of it now, um, and you know, I know when it was it was it John Beresford was it an ex United player that was on Alan Biggs a few weeks ago, and and after you know he had his say on it, and a lot of fans were getting on at the club about. You know what, what they've done and all that kind of stuff. I think now at least you know they've, they've seen the other side too. Um, and in a way, we've just got to kind of put it to bed, haven't we? 
and just like it's it's going to be that you know one of the one that got away maybe. But we did and say this with Bessie just over a year and a yeah. half ago, so who knows? He yeah. might come back fighting and blast us into Wembley. Who knows? It's going to be quite difficult to forget though, because the sort of full-size back tattoo that I've got of George Hurst's face <laughs> is going to be rather difficult. Sorry, give me a permanent marker. I'll send it to Dave for you. He's got the saviour. Put some more whiskers on it. I'll tell you what else I've realised while we've been talking uh, with the E17 video in the background. That our, our microphone is actually the fifth member of E17 from, <laughs> from the Stay Another Day music video. I was going to say, don't it's you think it, I didn't know if it was picking up the music because it's, like, it's a bit ironic that we're talking about George Hurst like, potentially leaving his entire Sheffield Wednesday career with just Stay now. <laughs> Have we got PRS for this thing? Shut up. We'll chat over that. Um, right, then, Fledget, do we have any more Wednesday news, Jay? I, I, I don't think we do, do we? Um, are we all newsed up? I think we pretty much are. Um, there was one other thing that I just wanted to mention, which was, um, as a few people saw on Saturday, it was the launch of a new um, supporters group at, at Hillsborough, yes. uh, which is the Proud Owls Group. Um, and I'm sure you know lots of people have read the stuff that the club put out about that. Uh, in actual fact, it became quite a big, a big deal that on Saturday. I didn't expect it to be quite as big a launch as it was with stuff like the rainbow corner flags and all the little touches rainbow and stuff laces, like that. Yeah, rainbow yeah. laces that were uh, that, that was um, really good um, and you know a real positive thing. Uh, and it's great that the club are getting behind that. And the fans, a lot of fans really behind it as well it was, I think it's fantastic I just found it such a mixed bag and I think sometimes people need to just wake up and look at themselves in the mirror when you know there were so many replies to that tweet or just tweets in general saying why isn't there a straight supporters group or you know why what, what, why on earth do we need gay pride I'm straight and I'm proud it's like mate would you have been in prison 20 years ago for liking a woman no you wouldn't so shut your face <laughs> my, my, I, 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 tend to, I, I stayed out of the argument on Twitter and social media and stuff but you know, if there's anyone listening to this that, that maybe kind of thinks, you know, is it is it necessary to have that a group of of this sort in existence? And I accept the argument that you know it's about bringing our our fan base together rather than anything that kind of defines differences between us. But if you imagine someone that's you know whether it's a, a young lad or a young girl that are growing up and they're interested in football and they think I want to go to football and they think I can't because my sexuality is a barrier because they perceive football to be something that we all know it isn't but if you've never been to a match before and you think you know I'm interested in football but it's not for me I can't go because you know I'm, I'm a gay man or I'm a gay woman or whatever that this group's there to kind of um, reach out to them and say well I'll tell you what come and meet us in the pub before the match um, and we'll show you what it's really like and you'll see that it's not a scary place and that you'll not get bricks thrown at you or whatever it is that people might be worried about and that ultimately is what it's about it's about breaking down a barrier and trying to reach out to people that may be interested in football and interested in Sheffield Wednesday but think that their sexuality could be a barrier and that's, that's what it's there for and that's why it, it isn't about trying to put a divide between um, you know straight fans, gay fans, well, transgender fans, any, as well, anyone. Isn't it? It's open yeah, to allies, anyone can get involved. Absolutely the point. It's about those people that don't go to games now that have a perception of football and that's that's what this this is about challenging is that perception of football. The thing is as well you only have to look at language that's used at the football and you know like we all sit there we'll all left and blind we'll all swear we'll all cheer pop you know, but you know we'll, <laughs> we'll all say we'll all shout things and whatever but at no point now would you shout something or I would hope 99.999% of Hillsborough would not shout anything racist but nobody would even question calling someone a Nancy or all these other names that are used when someone goes down from a tackle or something you think that is the kind of thing that this 
you know, like James said, there, there's a young teenage lad out there that wants to go to a match that maybe doesn't have anyone else to go with, and he's probably uncomfortable about the fact of going on his own because of language like that. Mm -hmm. That actually, if he's in a group of people who are gay, straight, lesbian, bi, transgender, plus, you know, and allies, straight allies, like you don't have to be gay or like anything else to be involved in this group you can just be involved as a supporter and as a, someone who's willing to turn around and go no that's not right and that's, that's the mic right, drop mic drop that's my fault <laughs> but that's the whole point of it so look at it properly read into it properly and find out what it is about and not think it's something about separating the gays from the straights because it's really not huh. as a, a, a white heterosexual male you you are the devil absolutely in today's society <laughs> well it's, it's not so much that it's, i've never had to think about things like this it's not something that crosses my mind at all and that's the point i, d I didn't realize that it might have been a, a, a problem for other people as well but now it's, it's brought to my attention and it's, it, Again, there is no white heterosexual male there because we don't need one. It's as simple as that. We, we don't have to have one. We, we're okay. But people do need... Nobody questions assurance. the fact that the wise old Owls fan club, do they? Or all these other... Or the Soda or whatever. Soda or whoever yeah. else, you know. There's the disabled fans club. There's the oldies fan club. There's all these different ones. Christ, we even let women play football. At really? It's monkey I know, tennis. I know. <laughs> but yet this has been some sort of big uproar. And it's like, it's 2017. Like, it's nearly 2018. Like, wake up. Uh, right then, so um, if that's everything, we shall pop on with the Norwich game, shall we? Boys and girls? I thought you were going to suggest getting some shots in then, or is that <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're not driving, yeah. Well, Vic's walked and I'm now she's getting blind. I'm about these, uh, these face to face podcasts, it's rather scary. Uh, so, Norwich, uh, a, a club very much like themselves, they are expected to do great things, and they are not doing great things. They are bottom of the form table. Uh, and we're not much higher, are, I guess. <laughs> no, we're seven games unbeaten. Yeah, we're, seven we're, games. I think we're about tenth in the form table. Four shots but we're also they also do a table of uh, the most difficult to beat teams. This is teams that haven't lost in the longest amount of time, and we are top of that Woo! table. Uh, and Norwich are bottom because hey! they've lost the most in yeah, their recent games. There's only one table that really counts. So Norwich are going to absolutely hammer us. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only possible outcome on um, on Saturday, isn't it? They are. Absolutely on the verge of giving someone, or, or you know, it, it's sod law, isn't it? They're, they're, they're going to be on the verge of giving someone a hiding. So we need to be. Um, the same could be said for us. Gary Hooper might be on. Yeah, I as mean, well. you fair, know, yeah. he's got a point to prove there, and well, not yeah, a point true. to prove, but he's got. Uh, two he's got previous to there, up. hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think the same. You should start the game. Um, because oh. you need but to why not? He's a saviour shift for Wednesday, apparently. No, he will, he will you said it, you said it. We can no, apparent, I said apparently. We can cut out the apparently. Thank you. Okay. Editing. Tell you with background music, it's going to be difficult to edit this, yeah. actually. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll cut from E17 to, to Power of Love. That's going to be seconds. disappointing. Um, not the Kate Rush one. <laughs> I think we are going to see him because I think he's a ball player and, and I think he will save the game as he does, maybe in the last. I think he'll start. I do. I think, I think Carlos will take. I think sometimes Carlos does these things, like we saw it the other week when he made six changes, where he's obviously been told, and like Chancery has said a million times, he's advised by somebody who reads Twitter and Owls Talk, listens to this and all that. He's been told that everyone wanted changes. So Carlos kind of went, fine, I'll make changes, see what happens. And it didn't work. But I do feel like he's probably going to be like, do you know what, fine, you want Dave to start? Dave can start, see what happens. Let's hope it works. And we'll win 17 I, I, minutes. I, I, don't know. I, I, I hope that you're wrong. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I do, I think, think it's better as a sub. I think that you're wrong. 
Jennifer Rush. Rush, not Kate Rush. What? Sorry, I, power of love. Yeah. I was going on a tangent. I knew I got it wrong. <laughs> for, for the benefit of uh, anyone at home, um, Dickie's in a world of his own right now. I'm not really sure I was, where he I is. Was because I said Kate Rush sang The Power of Love. And I'm Kate like, Bush? It's, no, 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 it's, no, it's not. It's Jennifer Rush. And I was Googling it. That's what I was doing. So I apologise for that. Lovely. It's going to be facts, right? Can't be like, you know, our part. Yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I think he is an off-the-bench player, isn't he, Atin? I yeah. think um, Carlos really recognises that. If he, if, he, if he wasn't an off the bench player, he wouldn't be a saviour, there's been nothing to save. He would just be the best player we've got. But because he, he comes off the bench, he saves the game, so that, that's what makes him the saviour of Sheffield Simple. You, you oh, are going to have to stop this at some point. Are you know? you, what are you drinking? Coke. You know at Christmas, do you think there'll be a massive Dave-shaped star in the sky <laughs> over Hillsborough? <laughs> that'll lead us all back to what? the Premier League? Penis-shaped, <laughs> you know. No. Oh, dear. Uh, but yes... Uh, if, 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 if the worst comes to the worst in Norwich, do you think there's going to be a ridiculous meltdown? As Carlos mentioned, that yeah. there is, he would explain his tactics at the end of the season. Do you guys have any idea what that means? What, I don't know. What that, was a, that was a language barrier, I think. That, I think, think that was meant to be me saying, James, why have you done that? And him going, look, just ask me at the end of the season, we'll see what happens. Rather than, I'll tell you at the end of the season. I think it was a bit of a, you just wait and see, bitches. I don't think it was... I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've tried, I've tried to like super analyse it and try and figure out what on earth that would mean. And the only thing I can kind of conclude is that, um, and this is just pure speculation in my own head, is that it's you know he's had orders from on high from someone to say you've got to play a certain way, um, and Carlos has already kind of resigned to the fact that he won't be here in the summer. Therefore, he can talk about stuff in the summer. Well, I was hoping it won't be about I mean, Christmas. I, but... I, th- I think actually Vic's explanation is probably better in terms of the fact that it could just be like a misunderstanding because it's, it's a weird well, it's thing to say it didn't, times, it didn't it? like meats on the fire and all that jazz like there's been a few things that he said that we've laughed at but actually if you translate them literally yeah come out a bit weird which is probably how he's learned it but if it's a phrase like you think if you went out and said to a spanish bloke oh it's raiding cats and dogs he'd duck wouldn't he do you think he's trying to say his meat was on fire is that what? Is it some kind of it's sexual, got, got like sexual reference? I think it's yeah. probably yeah. It's there is probably thrush. a Portuguese. <laughs> 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 it's a vegetal. <laughs> There's probably a Portuguese sentence that says like something like we've thrown all our meat on the barbecue. We're really going to go for it. But for us, it came out as all of our, all of our meats is on the fire. But it's probably a sentence that means we've just gone for it, we've chucked everything at it, which is a thing that we would say. So I think that maybe ask me at the end of the season, or I will tell you at the end of the season, is a, all right, if you don't believe me, just wait until the end of the season, we'll see. I still don't think it's right, let me say, like, by any means, because I think, play some bloody attacking football now. Count. 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 No, not count. I, count. I, I, what's the opposite of count? Kin. Count and Nahin. Uh, well, it's sin, actually, isn't it? Sin, yeah, I know. <laughs> are, you, are you a sinner? I am. I, or are you a right bloody count? Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I think he Carlos... He does the face in real life. I know, he's like, that was a bit nervy. <laughs> um, it's, it's the face you don't want to see. <laughs> First thing in the morning. Oh, no, dear. Um, <laughs> I, well, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, I think Carlos does have a season-long plan, and, and I think he's getting frustrated with people calling him an idiot. Because... Well, let's face it, Carlos has probably forgotten more about... Don't be an idiot, then. Well, when he wants to start executing this yeah. plan, then we're all good, good and willing to watch it. Carlos yeah. has forgotten more about football than we'll ever know, let's face it. 
Because well, yeah, yeah, we're book. not coaches, but we can we, we can we can have an opinion and we can oh, we can have an opinion. And, and say, but everybody can see how bloody shocking it is. Doesn't we, we naturally we have short memories in football, you know, and and no one can say that we shouldn't do because we pay us money. But we've seen this for three seasons now. We start yeah, the season I'm, slow. Yeah, I but we're not. We're halfway through the season now. Yeah, and this is where we're going to kick on. As soon as Fez comes back, as soon as Hutch comes back, and then all those players that yeah. have been yeah, yeah, you might be right, been conserving their energy for the first half of the season. When all the other teams are dropping to bits, because you look at the other side of the city, you look at all these these teams that started well. They're starting strong now because their players are now starting to drop out. Whereas ours are starting well, to come I back. Know. I mean, they've lost one game. I'd, I'd still swap. I think though, James. I think um, I don't want to um, just drop this in here, but I was asked to write a feature for the Norwich programme this weekend and I sent it to James to proofread for me Media I know, I know. well I said obviously sent it to James to proofread yeah. for me just to make sure I got it um, but one of the I had to write seven facts that you might not know about Sheffield Wednesday um, for obviously for some away fans that'll buy the programme but mainly for home did you have a new year fact in that no I didn't no, okay. but one of the facts was that Carlos Carvajal is the first non-British manager this club has ever had and when you write that down as a fact you go oh, yeah whatever <laughs> And then you have to write down what he's achieved in those three years, and it actually looks bloody impressive on paper. And it got to the point that like, I wrote it, and I was like, "Jesus, like Norwich fans are going to be expecting." But you don't like, play Real football Madrid. on paper, now, do you? That's you don't. It, no, yeah. You don't. Well, we'd be top of the league on paper. So, are you? Do you think we will try and for Norwich? No. Are you excited no. about it? Yes. It'll be a draw. I think we will. It's a draw. I'm not going. I thought you'd be staying at John's mum's. No, um, that was the original plan, but I have to do some Christmas shopping at some point. So when this when this one was shipped to TV, it was. Don't buy me any soap. I won't be able to get back from Norwich. No, there's no trains back after a half five kickoff, so it would be a full weekend. Stop being sensible, for God's sake! You're not shopping Norwich. Not yeah. Have you ever been to Norwich? Yeah. Shopping Norwich. Well, yeah, but only for football. It is. Norwich is alright. It's alright. It's, it's alright for pubs. It's not alright for no, shopping. Yeah, it's, it's, a nice yeah. it's got lots of churches. Mm. That's not, not yeah. shopping a church, can you? Yeah, I mean, you could probably shop in a church. I can't shop in a church. If I bought my mum a Christmas gift in a church, she'd shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice little crucifix. It wouldn't go down well. No. I was very this wonderful, sort of clever thought out for every town, and we get, yeah, it's shopping in a church. Fantastic. Uh, right, does anybody have any other little bits for this evening? Uh, I just wanted to mention that I mentioned it the other week, um, at O underscore SWFC has added to his 2017-18 banter thread for Sheffield Wednesday and it just keeps getting better. It is hilarious. Well, if, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So just go on it and laugh at it. Hashtag bants. Hashtag bants. Any little bits out? Are we, are we scared to get our bits out because we're in the same room today? Weird, I'm always happy to get my bits James's out. Bits You'd scream, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> so, Dickie, if you want to get on the Twitter inch, where can we do that to be? They can find me at Dickie Owl, and I've obviously said a lot more this week than I did say last week. Yeah, so, yeah, really, yeah, I'm feeling quite good. Really quiet last week. We're really I'm very quiet, yeah. It's Looking at the end, probably had a shit on my head, probably, but you know. No, no damn fudge, <laughs> that's the main thing. Yes, yeah. You, get okay. a note, you can get a word in edgeways. Yeah, exactly. Victoria, my darling, where can people find you up there on Twitter? Uh, you, can find, you can find me at Victoria1867 <laughs> on Twitter. As we're all staring at each other, I like know, it. James, where can you find you? I am on Twitter at James Marriott. Obviously, not going to Norwich, so um, my tweets this weekend will be very boring. About shopping? Yeah, about Churches. shopping. And, 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 and my other secret project that I'm working uh, <laughs> on. I can't possibly say anything more about it. Oh, and if anyone is going to Norwich, can you please send me a photo of my feature in the programme, please? Thank you. I'm not sending you a copy. They are sending me a copy, oh. but I want it there and then. I'm a generation 
Y. <laughs> I want to say X. It's more X, isn't it? Yeah, not really yeah, Y or Z. But I, I'm that generation. <coughs> no patience. I want it now. It's a dimension. Uh, of course, if you like to get all me or that on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord H. That's L zero R D underscore H. You get all the podcasts at T W W Cast and in all the usual places as well, including our fantastic website. James. The Wednesday Week. Co.uk. Co.uk. That's very radio. I like that. <laughs> Join us next week for more fun and games. <laughs> it has been a pleasure, as I said, and a special pleasure this evening. Yeah, been able to see you. Let's make sure, before we finish this podcast, make a pledge that we'll do this more often. Yes, absolutely. Oh, we we'll just invested to, in this not just here. Yeah, we, we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, we'll do like a little tour of a few different places. We might even get we'll Eddie do. down here. We could yeah. do it in my attic. We're not. What's the point? Vic- oh, mean, you can see the actual glass in one. Have you ever had three guys in your attic before? Let's yeah. not go down this route. Like many, usually, many times. Usually chained up. Yeah. Dickie's been there. Shh. <laughs> and a special pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> be good, be safe. Visit the Wednesday Tap. Um, obviously, on a night that the. Um, Riverside Cafe isn't open, of course. Uh, but that, visit the website, it's a fantastic place. Uh, have a little look at the, the video we've just popped out. We'll retweet it throughout the week. Uh, so, mercy that too. Be good, be safe, and we shall see you real, real soon. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.